Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive with Andy and the White Whale. Welcome to the Deep Dive. Andy, got all your bets in for the Chuck Schwab I saw? That looked like a nice little card you put together. Little, yeah, little. It's going to be a lot of, uh, this is going to be an eye test one. Look and see, see how guys are playing the course. Add a bunch of, I'm going to have, hopefully it works out and I have a bunch of round two stuff. But yeah, I played our friend Kelly's NASCAR stuff for tonight. I've got golf lined up for, you know, full tournament stuff for the weekend. I'll have some round by round stuff. UFC again this weekend. It, it feels good. Like there is. Obviously, still not any normalcy, and now we're seeing some kind of sketchy and scary um, reports of maybe some <sighs> spikes in cases again in certain states, which sucks. But like, I'm, yeah. I'm just going to stick my head in the sand on that for now, and be excited that sports are kind of half-ass returning. Baseball still might be dead, but the you know these these are not three sports. You know, obviously, I I always bet golf over the last couple of years, but. You know, if you'd have told me your summer would be how excited I would be to be like, oh, man, I got NASCAR and UFC this weekend. I know. Oh, my God. But I'm excited. UFC has been a lot of fun just watching those. I know. In another (laughs) timeline. Anything. In another timeline, we would have spent this whole week prepping for uh, Euro 2020. We would have just been balls deep in uh, Belgium, uh, you know, fitness reports and, uh, you know, God, figuring they, out. But Belgium and Netherlands, those were our, but, we'll see how we yeah. feel about them in, in a year, but <laughs> yeah, we had some, well, we they had some the consensus. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they, they had a couple of, there were a couple of uh, very, very favorable angles on those teams in terms of when they got to the knockout stage, their path to victory. Um, I got a couple down uh, for this uh, Chuck Schwab. Uh, and in addition to, I agreed with a lot of uh, our buddy uh, James's um, positions that we talked about on Monday's pod worth going back and listening to it if you haven't heard it. Uh, I took uh, took a couple little info plays here, a little couple info fades. Uh, I got Justin Thomas at plus one thirteen info wars uh, versus John Rom, uh, and I got uh, Jason Day at minus one eighteen versus Louis Oosthuizen. Um, so those those are the only two matchups that I really have sizable positions on. What do you think? Uh, am I going to get? Uh, am I going to get rewarded with the info on this one, or who's uh, Tazen and Rom going to screw me? They still got to go out there and play the course. That's the, that's the tough part about like when you are just going a full fade on one player. Like you, you have to rely on someone else to not just fall apart as well. I've had some. I've had a matchup or two where it's like I've called a fade perfectly. I said I have this guy ranked solo this week. He's at the bottom of the damn list. And I have a guy who's, you know, maybe halfway up my rankings or, you know, in the top 40%. And that guy just falls apart. And it's like, oh, you called the fade good. Like the guy you faded played like shit. He missed the cut. Your guy missed the cut as well. And he did it even worse. Just, you know, <laughs> it, it takes two to tango in these matchups. It's similar to the, the NASCAR matchups. Like you can pick a really fast car and you can crash. You know, you, you fade a guy, he's he finishes like 28th, but your guy crashed when he was in the lead. You lose that matchup. You know, it's a, it's a tricky part about these, but it's still, I still love matchups. I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of nice angles to be found on them in, in, in any sport that you can bet them. Mm, okay. 
it. Well, um, only other things I've been betting this week, I've been solidifying some positions on some Belmont stakes fixed prices. <laughs> this is getting a little out of control. Uh, I everywhere I can get down pretty much at this point, I have a Tizzle Law ticket. Um, I think yeah. everywhere from plus 500 down to plus 100. Um, I'm going to yeah, be no, playing defense next week. We're about a week away. Like it's a week, a week from Saturday is the Belmont stakes. And uh, for those unfamiliar, Tis the law was the uh, proverbial favorite heading in uh, or co-favorite with uh, Charlatan and Nadal who have both been uh, taken out uh, with injuries uh, and really no Bob Baffert horse to speak of in the way of Tis the law at the Belmont. Um, and you know, that's, it's the field continues to dwindle. Um, I expect yeah, him to go off two to five. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, two, so, maybe two to five. It's, uh, it's been exciting for the, the tickets we got early on at three and a half to one. I actually have some tis law 10 to one for the Derby from earlier in the, uh, back when, uh, our friend money, Mark Mills there, was getting, I always screw up his Twitter handle, but you know, the mill, he, yes. he was really getting into horse racing and he told me to play some futures way back. So I, I have a Nadal like 12 to one too, but that one's dead, but I have some yeah. tis the law and maybe one other one. That's like a 30 or something long shot for uh, and I know obviously the guys who are really into horse racing, like uh, Chris Kelly, he's got some massive numbers on some good horses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's he bet these forever ago, but you know, actually pays attention. I'm just doing this off tips and stuff, but yeah, if Tisla does not win the Belmont, it'll essentially be like I get to make two mortgage payments this month. <laughs> <laughs> we are we are getting after it. No, no, no. You know the plan was always to play, come back and play some defense next week, right? Oh, for I mean, I'm good numbers like, on Doctor Post, like incredibly good numbers, like stupid good numbers. I haven't made a bet on a horse that is not going to run, which is great because those are automatic losers. That's it's, that's it's, a good point. We haven't screwed that yeah. up yet. Yeah. So basically, at this point, I'm just staring at massive equity, expecting Tiz to go off at two to five ish, uh, and uh, I can basically pick from the field on the day of the race, probably, and uh, uh, and cover my exposure so that this turns yeah. into just a, a pure winning, uh, a pure Roll. a pure market uh, arbitrage situation, which would be wonderfully fantastic. Um, that's not really why we're here, though. We're not here to talk golf. We're not here to talk horses. We've every Wednesday, every Wednesday, uh, this off uh, this this next month really. Let's get together and talk some NFL. Last week, if you missed last week's pod, we, we did a little bit of a breakdown on what was out there in terms of offerings, uh, how we saw the markets shaping up overall, and then we uh, did a little deep dive MVP uh, for the NFL. It was a fun, fun podcast. I am super excited to continue talking. NFL here. So I think today let's uh, let's mix it up and uh, try some what? Rookie of the year markets? Does that sound like fun? Yeah. Because nice. there's two separate markets. You get both sides, both sides of the ball. We're not that far removed from just a massively uh, a massively uh, fun and uh, interesting draft cycle. <laughs> that was uh, the most uh, attention I've paid to the NFL draft in a long time because it was center stage. There was no NBA playoffs to worry about, no other distractions. It was just NFL draft. Uh, and so I have a kind of a decent grasp 
grasp still. I don't think I need to shake off too much rust. I think I can get right into this in terms of rookie contributions and in trying to uh, identify some value here. And I got to tell you what, defensive rookie of the year looks pretty easy. Offensive rookie of the year looks freaking hard. These are two very, very different markets. They really are few if you know you can make maybe one and a half contenders in the defensive side of things uh and maybe eight you could talk me into eight or ten players that deserve at least some consideration on the offensive side of things why is it that why is it this year so feels so hard i mean there just is some uncertainty especially yeah it's not like it's a it's not a quarterback award as much as other ones have become that way but still, at the same time, it doesn't hurt to be a quarterback. Like it definitely, it's definitely nice if you can be a quarterback stepping into it. And we have some, you know, the the main two guys at the top there. We do have some uncertainty over, you know, what's what's going to happen right away. And then as far as their starting position, what the team's going to do when they could slide into it. So you, you get screwy things like that when you do bet quarterbacks. And then, you know, you got the three running backs kind of lumped there at the top too. And it, it's going to yeah. be tough to say like, you know, is Clyde Edwards Hilaire going to be featured? It's just, well, it's just, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of mouths to feed down there. And that, you know, it's a, a quick strike, quick strike offense like that. Like, yeah, he, he was great, but, you know, Rake took it to town or something, you know, another touchdown to a, one of the receivers, and maybe he's not uh, featured as much. Although the fact that uh, what's-his-face, Mahomes, he made a case for him, hopeful, but it's not like Mahomes calls the plays. It's still it's still the, the coach is calling this offense. So it'll be interesting to see how he actually fits into an offense that already has – a bunch of playmakers. Uh, I like Taylor. I like Cam. Even DeAndre Swift. They can make cases for a bunch of guys. It's just I am going to in you know over the next couple months as we get into this, you got to look at schedule. You got to look at this. You know the roster around them. What kind of touches you think they almost like a, a DFS or fantasy guy? You got to try <laughs> to find some sort of median estimate for touches how the offense will, you know, how good the offense will be, how good the team will be. You know, if it's a rookie running back and the team is constantly behind and throwing late in games, it's, it's just going to take away from their touches. Yeah. Well, let's look at history. I don't know. How, how did you approach can, it? Uh, I'm just, I guess we'll, we'll do this on the fly. I'll kind of break down my handicap on the fly here. And I want to start with like sort of historical context for offensive rookie of the year. Sure. Award goes back to 1967. Would you believe from 1967 to 2004, there was only one quarterback who won a Rookie of the Year award? From 67 to 04, that's, that is quite a stretch. And in fact, pretty much every year, you just had to figure out which of these running backs is going to get 1,000 yards, and that was your guy. <laughs> and Louis Lips. A lot of these numbers, a lot of these names uh, through the years until you get to the likes of uh, – you know, the eighties, a lot of, a lot of names I've never heard of before. It just, it's a, it's it almost like the, um, what's the Grammy that they used to give out to like the rising star. And then that person would like 
guarantee that they would be a one hit wonder. We'd never hear from him again. Um, it almost had that feel to it from the sixties and seventies. You never, I don't, never I, don't I don't understand that reference, but oh, I trust you. The, Okay, it was Best New Artist. Sorry, the Best New Artist. Just go look at the list of who won Best New Artist in like the 90s and the 2000s and you'll just be like, what, who, huh, how? <laughs> it's just... If it I is, find out Tony, Tony, Tony won this, I'm going to be mad at you. because <laughs> I think Billy Vanilli won one year. That was like kind of the penalty kiss of death for, for them. Baby. Uh, but yeah, then you get into the, do you, by the way, did you, are you looking at, don't look at the list now. Who was the uh, quarterback snapped the trend in 2004? Do you remember? Oh, I mean, which one of the three was it that year? Ben, Eli and Phillip. That was the year. I I can't remember. Did Eli win it? No. Big Ben. Big Ben did. 15 and one. Big Ben. He's got a pedigree. Uh, he's got a pedigree for winning awards. You like, you like that, right? Um, Boy, he's going to cap cap off his career. He's going to start with Rookie of the Year, finish with MVP. I like that. Uh, he actually does not have a pedigree for winning awards because he was unable to win MVP in either of the two years he won the Super Bowl. <laughs> so, uh, and Ben does not have an MVP, correct, to his name? No. 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 So, yeah, his only ever NFL <laughs> award was Rookie of the Year. <laughs> um, but that was a good season, man. God. And mostly it was a good season look at because he wins. Uh, Anthony, Ant, A Train. Oh, oh, I'm I'm on best two artists. <laughs> Shelby Lynn. She <laughs> won over Papa Roach and Cisco. <laughs> I think the thong song still has staying power. <laughs> of course it does, it's ex- dude. It's thong song season. I mean, it's uh, it is absolutely thong song season. God, I gotta close this um, tab. This is just weird. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, like it's, obviously it's been a little. I didn't even look. Like, good call on. <laughs> Good call on looking further back. You know, I try not to look further back. Um, we talk about this when we talk about like looking at the, you know, SQDL and just looking at stats and, you know, as far as how the NFL has evolved, especially recently into more of a passing league. So I actually, I didn't even scroll that far back. I just looked at like the last 10, 15 years, but Jesus. Yeah, very, very running back heavy. And then it seems like it's kind of a split here. Like you go, you did go Ben, and then you went Cadillac Williams. And then you go quarterback yeah. with Vince Young, and then AP, Matt Ryan, and then Percy Harvin, Bradford, Newton, Griffin, and then Lacey, Beckham, Gurley. Lacey? Just, uh, Lacey? Eddie, La- Eddie Lacey. Eddie Lacey? <laughs> Eddie Lacey. Wow. Um, Congrats. Buddy. Okay. There's a very, very straightforward explanation to this. And I will postulate that that is because this is an award that is based on opportunity. And if you know anything about the history of the NFL, you know that rookie quarterbacks, it was unlikely that they were given opportunity to put up enough stats to um, to do enough to get an award. Uh, and on top of that, if you're... You know, if you're a rookie quarterback, you probably got drafted by, if you're a good rookie quarterback, you probably got drafted by a shitty team, right? I mean, it's pretty, it's, there's a pretty strong correlation between uh, getting, Sorry, uh, you know, <laughs> all the last year, number one overall, Kyle Murray Gallon. So um, it's not unprecedented, but yeah, no, you, it's, it's kind of uh, imperative for you as the rookie to have opportunity. That's kind yeah, of you need, yeah, one. you need the recipe and that 
if it were a recipe, that's the number one thing. That's the first, you're dumping in eight cups of opportunity with, you know, a couple tablespoons of talent and a teaspoon of surrounding cast. And maybe yes. hopefully a, hopefully a, a sprinkle of favorable schedule. And then that's you also need, you, you also need someone else not to cuck you. You know, there, there can be, <laughs> yeah. there, oh, there's been, you know, some of those oh, years yeah. where you've had several really good rookies going at it and, yeah, Sometimes like summer, 2018. Summer 2018 was a very memorable one. Saquon Bark, Sack Barkley, was even money heading into the season. Yeah, his role was very clearly defined as the primary ball carrier for the New York Giants before the season started. He was the only guy, and he was even odds to be rookie of the year. Uh, and he beat out both. The Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield, who put up very admirable rookie campaigns as quarterbacks, very admirable. What was Lamar Jackson's cube, you know, record as a starting quarterback for the Ravens? It was like eight and one or something. Yeah, he took that team that Flacco was drive. He drove off a ditch and he wrestled them into a home playoff game uh, with like an eight and one stretch or something like that. I can't entirely remember. And Baker Mayfield, you know, people will most let mostly remember his, uh, his sophomore slump. Um, but his rookie year was fairly strong. In fact, that got Kitty, uh, Freddie kitchens, the head coaching job. Cause it was like, they got something go, they got something cooking. Uh, let's give Freddie the keys, but that, uh, that turned out not to work. Um, but either way, you're right. That was a very, you know, hotly. Well, even after um, the season, but before they gave the award, I ended up just doing YOLO, YOLO bet, not YOLO, but I just thought the number was off. I thought it should have been like minus 200 for sack to win it. And he was like minus 140, minus 150. I didn't put mm-hmm. a, a ton on it, but I put enough on it to make me nervous watching that show. <laughs> yeah. And guess what? Guess what equity you got by betting at preseason at plus 100? Not much. Yeah. If you could Not have done it the day of the day, I, know. The <laughs> I had I had uh, stumped a little for, and this was before I knew, and I should have known better with Adam Gase, I guess. But I did have some Darnold at a decent number. He came out week one. Yeah, the the plan was like, oh, Darnold comes out, plays well, and then I take some Saquon later on, and like his stretch of playing well didn't last long enough. Yeah, and the I number never that's... got there, and then obviously he got hurt, slash sick. Yeah, well, shit. Yeah, it went out the window. The, the best laid plans of mice and men, but I think that can be said too. If you if you can pick out some, you know, informational handicap on, you know, where where do you think? I mean, because there are going to be people out there who are keen on Tua playing, and I think you got to. F- you got to take a stand on this is where I think Fitzy's magic runs out. And this is where the, how long you're, you're basically betting on how many games he can play, I guess, because I, I don't think the situation in Cincinnati is that much better than the situation in Miami. As far as weapons around him, it's just uh, the, the opportunity difference I think is what's driving the price right now. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about that. Let's start with quarterback then. What's the recipe? For a quarterback specifically, I thought your recipe was exactly correct overall. But for the for the quarterback position, like how did Kyler Murray win it last year? His stat line was good enough. He exceeded expectations. They were expected to be what, like three, four win team. They won five games. They were really competitive down the stretch in a bunch of spots. It's like 
like they they did it was was and and he started all 16 games right so he compiled volume on top of um having a pretty decent uh looking stat line when it was all said and done like what did it did he beat someone who was more deserving last year i don't think so i thought that was it was pretty pretty cut and dried like the, like i said the eight cups of opportunity that was yeah um, it was it was kind of the biggest part of that. He played all the games. I want to say their win total is set at five, five and a half. Uh, and really, I mean, I, I hate to say like voters were objective or smart because voters are usually pretty dumb and stuff like this. But I mean, if they looked at some of these box scores or, or watched any of the freaking games, they should know. Like the, the Cardinals were in a ton of games. The Cardinals were kind of a fun team at times, and he definitely was, I don't know, like exciting in, in the same way that Lamar Jackson's exciting. Like he's a dynamic player and just it was a really shitty team. You know, that's where it's tough when you don't have the pieces around you. But, I mean, it had Larry Fitzgerald, who's old, and a bunch of young guys and a new coach coming in. It was kind of a tough situation. And I mean, I, I just pulled up the voting right now. I couldn't remember if AJ, I Brown remember Josh Jacobs, Josh Jacobs, Jacobs yeah. was second in voting. And it, I mean, he had a great year, but it wasn't, it, it wasn't spectacular, I guess by that. And it, and it didn't start right away. I don't think, he you know, was what else? hot right off the, right off the bat. Same with AJ. I also, Brown. Uh, I think uh, Jacobs suffered from, uh, a late season injury. Like he might've missed the last three weeks of the season with the shoulder That's, or something. Yeah, and so song. people kind of forgot about him. Like, I think if they had voted week 12, Jacobs would have won in a landslide, but because Kyler Murray shined a little bit down the stretch and Jacobs uh, uh, missed a couple of games, I think that uh, he lost his luster in the eyes of the voters. So yeah, um, showing he only played 13 last year, but yeah, he, he had a nice, he had a pretty nice season. He had 1,100 yards, seven touchdowns. And then yeah, he's a nice player. Didn't receive any, but yeah, he had a good a good season. Might have got it done other years, but you play all the games and take a really terrible team and make them into an exciting offense like they were at times. It, it wasn't like a, a runaway at any point during the season. There were, like you said, there were times late where I think a lot of people were heavy on the Jacobs train, but injury will do that. Yeah, yeah. He missed uh, week 13, 15, and 16, uh, and he didn't score a touchdown after week nine. So I think that he he was he was your proverbial leader at some point. You probably could have gotten – okay, preseason market, Kyler Murray was plus 300, um, and he was the favorite. Um, but uh, I bet you you could have gotten him at six-ish to one-ish, maybe 10, six, seven, eight to one. Maybe at some point in the season, once it looked like Jacobs was going to run away with it. But um, so be it. Uh, other quarterbacks that have won in recent memory, Jack Prescott. Uh, shout out to our friend Sports Cheetah. Cheetah. Who, Jesus uh, Christ, had maybe buddy. the most legendary call I've ever seen ever, which was uh, Jack Prescott offensive rookie of the year at 500 to 1. Uh, you, I'm sure you've heard he him best- explain it. <laughs> oh, of course. Like that's my favorite because it's one of those things and Cheetah does this all the time and other smart sports bettors do this where you have one of these where, well, of course, if you say it like that, it sounds so obvious now, but at the same time, it was obvious to you then, which is just, I'd like to see inside your mind sometime. But he said like, 
I think the Cowboys will be a good team this year. And I think Tony Romo has a high risk of being injured. So I'm basically <laughs> parlaying those two things. And you're going to give me 500 to one. That number's too big. Yeah. And like shit. Yeah, that's true. You're, you're right. And I, there's a player I some, that, that I had some back, player that nowhere near what he got. There's a player that fits that exact uh, script this year. Do tell. Jalen Hurts of the Philadelphia Eagles. If Jalen Hurts slides in in the preseason, if Carson Wentz takes a shot in the back, are we expecting Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles to still compete for the NFC East? I think so. They got a new fun receiver. Maybe they – I haven't seen football outsiders. They have a great stat or metric that they use for this as far as which teams suffered the worst injury luck or were the most injured. And just anecdotally, I feel like the Eagles are probably top 10 at least. So if that regresses a little, if they're not a hurt team, and like you said, there's an injury. I, you're, I, I'm seeing 80 to 1 here at Bet Online. I can check other places too, but yeah, I love that. Uh, somebody else made a case for that once, and I said, God, these long shots don't always hit, but then you think of Dak, and <laughs> it's, it's way more fun to have that long shot in your pocket. Cause like, I mean, let's talk about quarterback opportunity. Like let's say who, what quarterbacks are we reasonably expecting to get? How many starts do you need? 12, probably 12, right? 10 to 12. Yeah. 10 to 12. Okay. How many quarterbacks do we think are starting week one? Joe Burrow. Well, 32. What are you talking about? No, rookie quarterbacks. <laughs> rookie oh. quarterbacks. <laughs> Nuts. For sure, Joe Burrow. Burrow, um, I could see Tua starting if something clicks in camp, I guess. But I, I don't think, like, percentage-wise, I'd say it's like 85 90%. He doesn't. I would agree. Maybe 98 for me. Yeah. That's yeah, pretty I, much I just it, think, right? Herbert? I go a little high. Like, start, right? Yeah, it'd be a YOLO, like, hey, yeah, let's start him because we're the – you know, dolphins and what else? Yeah. What else are we going to do? Fuck it. I'm completely fine striking Herbert because I think it is highly likely that they are going to war with Terod Taylor, expecting to compete for a playoff spot. And if yeah, we see Herbert, Herbert start plays. in 2020, for yeah, sure, I think like he plays, but it's not enough game. <laughs> yeah. It's like summer. I, I was just in my head, I was coming up with a number because I knew you'd ask, and somewhere between four and seven, four and eight. Like he'll yeah, play. He's kind of like a, he kind of has like the Drew Locke arc, more or less. Like yeah, that's things, fair. Yeah. Okay. I, I could even see him not start this year. And same with same with Tua. Like I, just because of the injury uh, history there, they may be more interested in um, you know just building up his uh, um, you know his act you know his his familiarity with the offense and getting practice reps and not putting him uh, in at risk of long-term injury this season, although the fans probably want to see him. So you'll have pressure at some point if they're like three and five, you know, people will be like, let's just go. We want to see him. We want to see this guy. Right. So I think two probably, if you, if you made me uh, set an over under on how many starts Tua gets, I'm probably putting it at seven and a half. Yeah. That's a, that's a sharp line. 
which means I'm not betting Tua, even though I was thinking about it last year. No, I want Tua. I've already got some Cardinals exposure. I'm fine with what I have. I think, uh, you know, for long shots, I do love the Hurts thing, especially if you can find 80 or better. I want to say 80 is the best number out there right at this moment. I don't have all my tabs open. I don't know if I should do that to my poor laptop here. Open all these tabs at once, but... (laughs) 80 to 1 at several books. And then just because there is, uh, I mean, there has been a case for rookie receivers. I mean, do, can we do that before we go into running backs? Or did you have anything else? Oh, of course. Receivers is fine to go to next for sure. Because it, it, it is kind of a, it it's a fun class of receivers. But at the maybe same the time, best of all, maybe the best of all time for all we know. Yeah. Some it's of the been, places it's they been landed. Because again, yeah. let's go back to, who has won this for receivers? So, I mean, if you just want to go back like last 20 years or so, I, I don't think we're getting a Randy Moss season. Nope. Probably not. That was, that was something like that changed my life. Um, <laughs> probably and, won't ever see that again. Yeah. And Quan Bolden just out of nowhere. That, that was, was wild. I would love to see what that number was, but man, he the had odds on that had to be 200 on for Anquan Bolden for the Cardinals. Because didn't the Cardinals also draft? No, he was Anquan Bolden was drafted the same year Peter Work went number four overall to the uh, yeah. to the Bengals, and uh, the fact that Bolden ended up being so so superior as a player in the NFL was really something else. Oh, that was um, that was a crazy year. Like that was one of those crazy. Where, he was, he was amazing. Like I, I remember, I will always remember because I was the one who got him on a roster first in our big fantasy league. <laughs> like, oh, this this guy might be okay, and then it's just, it makes you feel so smart when I actually oh, yeah. I'm not that smart at fantasy. Um, another Viking, Percy Harvin. I mean, just that guy. That guy probably had Hall of Fame potential if it weren't for injuries. Uh, what do you want to call it? migraines like he missed a lot of time but he was i mean electric in a couple phases of the game that guy could you could have given him 10 carries a game like he was a lot of fun it was a great i think that's why season. he got it that year yeah no he would he was he was amazing he was kind of an all-purpose fun fun back slash receiver and boy he went and played for like five different teams after that he it was crazy how his arc just after that went down let me look. 2009, he had 790 yards receiving, six touchdowns, 135 yards rushing, and I want to say he returned some kicks. Oh, absolutely, he did. Um, yeah, 2009, he, he had two touchdowns. Two uh, return touchdowns. Two return Dude, touchdowns. I, I, over 1,100 yards, yards. Return Jesus yards. Jesus Christ. On 42. Yeah, his, his average return was 27.5. 2,000 all-purpose yards as a rookie. Good golly, that is a healthy year. Are there, I don't know, like, I guess I hadn't even thought of that until we brought up Percy. Are there any receivers that are going to return punts? They don't really, uh, there'll be a couple, I suppose, that have done that. It'll be worth looking into, I guess. For sure. And then from there, obviously, Beckham, Beckham would be the last one recently. And I mean, I don't have to tell you what he did. Yeah. Um, so the common thread. What do those really guys was, have in common? Again, just good offenses and outstanding production. You know, they became primary weapons in a good offense. Um, I don't think any of those, uh, any of those examples that you brought up there, 
um, or on like especially poor teams. Um, who was Percy Harvin's quarterback? Was it in 09? It might have been still. That was that's a mystery question. I don't think we'd gotten to the the really Vikings tough. were twelve and two thousand nine. No, that was Brett Favre. Brett Favre. You're yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. hey, there's. Uh, <laughs> add yeah. that to my recipe for success. <laughs> Have a Hall of Fame quarterback throwing to you. Oh, it's like yeah. you know Moss Moss ninety eight. You had yeah. Randall Cunningham. I mean, having a really good quarterback. I, I don't want to. I don't want to say anything too nice about Giants quarterbacks, but even in 04, you you had a an okay offense with a, a decent quarterback. Like this is this yeah. is probably something you're going to need. I'll, and, I'll take and, and I, Holden. I'll also I'll I'll be straightforward. I don't think I've ever bet wide receiver to win rookie of the year because it's a really to. it's a really 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 tough leap. It is a really tough thing to go from a college playbook to an NFL playbook. And granted, the two are getting closer together in terms of their complexity. College playbooks are getting more complex and NFL playbooks are incorporating more of the college game. That is absolutely true. But to expect that you're going to get a full um, 16 weeks of production out of a rookie receiver is asking a lot, uh, even if this is the best class we've had in a million years. Um that's you want to run run down offenses? Like just yeah, talk about the top like six, seven guys quick. Yes, yes. I'm not even gonna go, I'm not gonna go by odds. We can pull the odds separately. I just pulled up the draft board. Rugs to the Raiders. I didn't That's... I mean, I love the pick because of the money we made, but at the same time, um the I don't top even three think... were Judy, Ruggs, and Lamb. And yeah. all three are priced pretty similarly at around 15-1. Out of those three, if you had to, if you had to pick one, if you absolutely had to bet one of those three, it's CD Lamb with a bullet for me. Yes, based uh, on the uh, offenses, I'm probably. I can't, I can't take Judy. Just I, I'm, I'm probably taking big lock. I'm maybe. probably taking Rugs. I think out of those three, for the Judy's going to suffer. Yeah, Judy's going to suffer. Um, I, I think a lot of Cortland Sutton. I think he is a A plus wide receiver one uh, and Jerry Judy. I'm expecting to have some of the, um, you know, some of the, you know, sloppy seconds, really. Uh, I doubt that. I doubt that he, I don't like the offense a ton, I guess. I don't like, yeah. Overall, I don't love the offense. I don't love that. That's why I went with I am just, like, so, yeah, so I think I think we can uh, scratch Judy. They um, gave him nine eighty eight, dude. He's wearing eighty eight <laughs> for the Cowboys. He could no, be I, the I, third wide. He could be the third wide receiver, though. He could he's, be he's that single he, coverage, that third cornerback. You got Cooper and uh, and Michael's uh, Mike. The uh, the the uh, the wide receiver one and wide receiver two there both have pretty strong chemistry with Dak. That's um, true. You, start out, t- you, you uh, have a third mouth. When we started this with, exercise, uh, yeah, we started this exercise. We should have said, and we kind of did. We don't want to bet any or any of these three. Maybe we've spent too much time on it already. Then I think yeah, I'm not. Case, I'm not betting not any of these any three. Of the three. Right. Yeah. Right. No. And I think the the reason is the price. Like that, they have. They all have decent. I guess I don't know. I don't want to say about rugs there, but a couple of them have better receivers in front of them. One has an offense I can't get behind, and the price is just too low. 
when you have yeah. other guys in, you know, we brought up uh, the Eagles, Rieger. I'm not sure I'd bet a uh, wide receiver in the Vikings offense right now. Maybe if... Uh, Although there's some pedigree for Vikings wide receivers winning rookie of the year. <laughs> yeah, but they also drafted Troy Williamson. <laughs> Uh, and uh, Laquan Treadwell. Laquan Treadwell, Cordell <laughs> Patterson. Oh wow, I, I that's a good. There's a good run. I, I can keep going on Vikings misses, but uh, Rieger, it's tough. Like it'd be tough in that. I don't know. Maybe I can't uh, yeah. like that one. I'm yeah. have to look at the I price. Mean, he- yeah, he'll have some good opportunities. He'll have, he will have the opportunity. Centric offense. Yeah. Yes, um, exactly. Jefferson's a Vikings. So that rules that out. I don't <laughs> mind the Arizona State kid, especially with the price. Ayuk. Yeah, I looked at that. Um, God. I feel like I'm going to have a lot of exposure on the uh, Niners, so I'm probably not going to take any long shots there. And and I like, I, you know, they, again, you know, Kittle's going to be the wide first wide receiver. I mean, you know, first receiving target in a lot of, at a lot of setups. And, uh, uh, the emergence of Debo Samuel is, uh, and can't be, can't be understated. Uh, yeah. He's going to be great. So kind um, of third, Michael, he's Michael be Pittman. Yeah. Michael Pittman's the same kind of thing. You get second servings behind T Y. Yep. I think Chris Carter was on that team with Randy Moss, but again, I don't think we're getting a Randy Moss season. Those don't come around all that often. T Higgins. Um, if he has a good year, it means Burrow had a good year and Burrow probably chalks it out. Wins it. Great point. Great point. So that's, that's super tough to get any money down in him. Chenault. I just can't bet on a guy who's going to be on such a terrible team. Like nope. Jacksonville. Um, Hamler can be the same, the same story up in Denver. Claypool is a long shot I thought about, but I'm just not sold on him as a player. Um, I, I like, and also I'm going to have talk plenty of through that. A I'll second, have plenty though. of Pittsburgh. Who's, I will have so much Pittsburgh exposure already, but who's the number two receiving threat in Pittsburgh after Juju Smith-Schuster? Because probably whatever, I tell you what, whatever running backs coming out of the backfield. That's not the Ben Roethlisberger game. That was the Duck Hodges offense. That was the that was the Mason Rudolph offense. I know Ben likes to Ben likes to shoot downfield, man, and he likes the number two. He likes the number two quite a lot. I'm I'm I was going to make a, a soft case for Claypool and see if you bought, but but uh, the I mean, think about how Schuster emerged. He emerged because um, you know and, I know the, you know, the case is how good they are at picking out wide receivers out of the draft. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's, and, it's hard to it's hard to ignore that case. Yeah, for sure. But uh, but I felt like for sure Schuster emerged when, um, you know, he was getting, uh, you know, softer coverage because Antonio Brown was sucking up, you know, QB, you know, first cornerback and safety. Um, so I guess if Chase Claypool emerges as the Steelers wide receiver, too, I'm listening. I'm listening to that argument for sure. I could. Um, yeah, I mean, you're not nuts. I'm not uh I'm not closing my ears to that one. I don't mind. It's 28 or 30 to one enough as the question. No, just like I need a bigger number than that for a second option. And like, if I'm going to look at a second option in a, with a decent older quarterback, you can get that Minnesota kid for a hundred to one down in Tampa. Oh, interesting. He, I mean, he's, he's a fifth, fifth rounder, but he kind of needs an injury. 
Yeah, he kind of does because he's behind. It's even worse because he's behind two, but at the same time, it's a hundred to one, and he is second round talent who didn't go to the combine. Yeah, he fell precipitously. I mean, he's second, third round guy, and he's a hundred to one. I could be talked into that, and I mean, I'm biased too because I watched him play a bunch for the Gophers, but he is. Boy, he's a good because I don't think the Gophers quarterback was all that good. That guy was that guy was snagging balls like nuts. And do, do you think of Mike Evans as a fragile player at all? Is he an injury risk? I not. He's not had some terribly. seasons that he's were underwhelming. Uh, how about Chris Godwin? I feel like he's a stud. Um, yeah. You kind of need a Mike that's, Evans injury. Yeah, that's the problem. Like you need one of those guys to get injured, or just or to. You know the the people who are pumping the pumping the tires on Tampa to be absolutely mm. right, and that offense is a juggernaut. Uh, not to mention they have an old tight end too. Like he's, yeah, they have two tight ends. Like, they're they're going to be like, they're going to be running the two tight end offense on all. He's a fourth. I don't think you're going to. He's a hundred to one for a reason. Yeah, it's it's tough, but <clears throat> there's one more reason, which is Tom Brady is um, notoriously poor. At integrating yes. rookie wide receivers into an offense, uh, if there's one kind of characteristic that you could ding him for, that's probably it. Um, worth watching, though. Uh, let me just do here. Yeah, I don't think there's any wide receivers worth betting. I don't think Andy's numbers are good I, enough. The only guy that I had highlighted was Claypool. Yeah, and right now he's 33, yeah. 33 sucks. Um, you can find him forty five at five dimes. You might have talked me into it. Twenty James, he has to beat out James Jesus. Washington and Deontay Johnson for first. Like Deontay a little, but I think he's going to be like kind of on the same level as those guys, where he probably will be a you know the two two A and two B. Like he's not, yeah. maybe not set himself apart as a second option, but he'll he'll have the opportunity for a guy with a little bigger number than some of the other ones. So if I did have to do a receiver, I think you talked me into it, and probably my Tyler Johnson dream died the moment I opened my mouth because just he needs an injury. <laughs> he needs that's an injury, a, yeah. but I mean that's a grab. Yeah. If if those are if those are options that are open, if Mike Evans rips his ACL, maybe bet that on Monday when those lines come back up. Yeah, that's not crazy. Um so Jalen for any of the guys Johnson. we said yeah. that are yeah. behind other receivers. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But their you know, numbers aren't quite good enough. Um, which yeah, leaves us with injury. which leaves us with the running backs. Jonathan Taylor. Uh, what's his uh, what's his what's his rushing prop currently? For curiosity. Seven fifty. <laughs> heavily to the 750, over. Seven fifty. Heavily to the over. Is that where it opened? Uh no, I definitely <laughs> I, I I'm gonna have to go back and research this, but I'm 99% sure people are pounding that over 550 on that. Yeah, so I might have moved a couple true. hundred yards. Yeah, um, which is another less lesson for another day, or at least maybe we'll just bring it up now. The player prop, season long player props are some of the the easiest wins that I've had in the last two three years betting, and it's not close. Um. The Thank you, Baker. John Taylor. God, there's so many. Do you remember that Christian McCaffrey two years ago? His oh rushing God. prop remember, was we, 625. 
We saw Six, that on the 25. air. And I can't even remember who the guest was, but all three <laughs> was, of us like bet it right then. Yeah, it was yeah. CJ. We all just like, well, we're gonna bet that now. And it yeah. was like week eight. Yeah, it was it was that was the easiest season long win I think I've ever had. Um Jonathan Taylor gonna get the primary ball carrying role in Indy. Yay or nay. Uh, I'd say be nay. Marlon Mack. You think nay? You think he's uh, sharing a backfield with two other running backs? I mean, do do you go out and get a quarterback, albeit an old, beat-up quarterback, to be a running offense? No. Uh, I mean, he he might be the he might end up being the bell cow, and he might get to his seven fifty. But I I think his his median is closer to that than a thousand. Yeah. When I think of Frank, I think you need you need a thousand yards almost. You do. And when I think of a Frank Reich offense, I definitely don't think of a primary ball can, you know, primary ball carrier getting 30 snaps a game. He is, is a, it's a much more, you know, maybe there may be one or two games in the season where he utilizes a guy at that level, but it's very, very um, hard for me to envision uh, a full season of work. Say everything you just said and then say it, but with Andy Reid, because it's the same <laughs> yeah, thing. Same exactly. I, mean, the, I don't, exactly. there's just not a way for him to get a thousand yards. Like if he does win it, it's because he has like six receiving touchdowns to add to a pretty good rookie season in Edward Tulare, I'm referring. Yeah. Uh, how good is this kid? Who's that? Clyde Edward Tulare. Oh, he's good. I mean, but it it's one of those things too, where well, everybody looks good in that offense. It was just clicking on all cylinders with Joe Brady and uh, and Burrow. Like it, it's easy to look good when your team's kicking the shit out of people, and you're just everyone's better. I mean, how many LSU guys got drafted this year? So it, it's a really it's it seems like sometimes it's a crapshoot on some of these these rookie running backs, and it's really tough. But especially for a couple guys who don't follow college ball as well. You know, I watch a bunch of Big Ten, so I watched a bunch of Jonathan Taylor. Like he's really good. He's not Saquon good. He'll have a nice season, but at the same time, like you, you got to talk about opportunity. We we based it kind of in when we were talking quarterbacks. We based it on how much will this quarterback get to start? Because are they going to start him right away? Is he? You know, is he going to be a guy that comes in partway through the season? Like all these early running backs will play a bunch, but. The, the opportunity is going to be the the coaching tendencies, the team scheme, and what other running backs are on the roster, I suppose. So mm. if you do want to take one of those, uh, maybe Swift. What kind of usage are you expecting from Swift? I don't know. He's just popping out at me. I, I'm trying to pull up a Lions roster right now. Uh, they still have Carrion Johnson. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. No. Swift isn't he usage wise. I could see Swift being the running back one down the stretch for them. Um, usage wise, I could see. I have a very tough time with Clyde getting the kind of usage that is needed in that offense with all of those weapons. But he puts up enough um, to be warranting plus four hundred. So I'm going to scratch him. Same with similarly Jonathan Taylor. I'm going to scratch him at nine to one. DeAndre Swift twelve to one. Not enough, really, for me. I don't think I just I don't see him being the primary ball carrier for the full season, um, and that takes me down to uh, J.K. Dobbins. 
What do you think of the fact that a lot of the Ravens' lackluster playoff performance was born out of Mark Ingram not being healthy? Have you thought about that at all? I have not. Because it's not true. What? I don't like that narrative. You don't like that narrative. You want to hang no, out I mean, around Lamar Jackson's neck. It was it was the deviance game, the variance game. Like it just a, a couple fourth downs didn't go your way, and when when all those, I mean, how many high leverage plays were there that went wrong? Like when you it, you know you you hear the talking heads as they do the football games, they talk about the boy well, if you lose the turnover battle three nothing, this is how many games you win out of a hundred, and it's terrible. It's it's even worse than that. These high leverage plays because. I mean, essentially, they all were turnovers. It's the same thing, you know. The, these fourth downs, it's such a bad, it's such a bad turnout for that team during that game for every one of those high leverage plays to just go wrong. It was, it was just a really good team that had a really bad day, and I mean, the Titans were just kind of streaking on the back of a, a honestly a weird kind of offense that was working. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to say like, I, I, it's not, I'm not going to say, you know, all running backs don't matter. Any backups just as good as the, the starter, but it's, you know, it, it's not great to have a starter out, but uh, I'm not, I can't pin that on. I, you got to pin that on just, I don't want to say bad luck because I don't believe in like luck, but that, that's what it was. Just a high variance game that went wrong in all the wrong spots. Mm. Okay. Uh, I felt like Mark Ingram struggled down the stretch. I didn't think we saw the same output from him weeks 12 through uh, 15, and then he didn't even play week 16. Um, I think his performance in the playoff game was problematic. It was bad. He had a bunch of bad plays, a number of type, you know, kind of their standard running. This Because the Ravens running attack was so dynamic and impossible to defend and the carries that he got in that playoff game I thought were well well under what we saw from him in the regular season when they were clicking and in fact the Ravens kind of peaked against the Rams maybe week 11 week 12 I don't know if I want to take I don't want to take too much away from the defensive scheme they called in Tennessee Sure, that's fine. Like, yeah. like I, I said, oh, the, it was all a bunch of bad luck. But man, you you put together a good scheme, you're going to have good luck like that in fourth downs and turnovers. Mm, and a, a, and a, a poor rookie, you know, not a rookie quarterback, but essentially playing in a, a high leverage playoff game like that. Yeah, I well, Ugly. the Tennessee God, Titans defense. The Tennessee Titans made the Ravens offense one dimensional, and the one dimension that they gave them was their weakest component which was Lamar Jackson throwing passes down, you know, to the sidelines, you know, 10 yards down the field. Like that was clearly their biggest weakness and Tennessee forced them into, that's the only way you're going to get first downs in this game. I think a lot of that play, you know, the Gus Edwards was bad. Mark Ingram was hurt. Uh, I think a lot of that played into their decision-making of taking JK Dobbins in round two of this draft. Uh, And I actually would not be shocked at all if he gets a heavy duty load this season in terms of uh, <laughs> in terms of rushing attempts as opposed to uh, other types of heavy duty loads. Um, I think I can, I can get Swift worth- at the same number. Like I, you can say what you want about Mark Ingram, but if you're going to say 
like and Gus, like if you're gonna say that about the the Ravens, I feel like you can <laughs> definitely say that about Carryon Johnson. He had like 400 yards last year. He was. You know so what you bad. can't say though about the. Like, Lions? It's not a good team, but <laughs> obviously it's a two. Yeah, the, it's a the different Lions kind have of a team. Shit scheme. Yeah, their rushing yeah. scheme is bad. Like their scheme yeah. is bad. Their offensive blocking is bad. Now I guess the Ravens could take a step backwards. In the absence of Marshall Yanda, that's entirely possible. I I completely uh, acknowledge that they still have the best left left tackle in football in Ronnie Stanley. They have a great center, uh, right tackle Orlando Brown is great. Um, the fact that Lamar, Lamar Jackson is a rushing threat in and of himself makes the running game more dynamic for them. It still is yardage, but you have but it 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 changes the defense's real roles and responsibilities. Right, it takes oh, oh, uh, for sure, but it's extra yard it's per carry for your running back with a guy like Lamar Jackson taking your snaps. Um, we might have to do a Swift versus Dobbins side bet on head to head yardage. Oh, this I, is a good I, call. I can I can get Swift at twenty two. What can you yeah, get Dobbins taking, at? What's the best number you see Dobbins at? I'm I'm seeing Dobbins at twenty two as well. Like I can get them both at twenty two, and I I, can, I found a Dobbins for twenty five. I guess. Ooh, so twenty five at dimes. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up more books and keep pricing this. I don't hate either of them, but I just do. I don't love the, uh, you know, Lamar stealing some of the rushing away. Like it's gonna be a good offense, but at the same time, it's not predicated on getting a running back to a thousand yards. It's, it's getting a quarterback to a thousand yards, which hopefully that actually takes a step back. But uh, I don't know. What, what do you think Mark Ingram had for rushing last year? Eleven hundred yards. It was just really, a shame. Was, I, I knew the answer to this. I, I, I remember he just barely got over a thousand. I'm like, man, they had a thousand yard rusher and and a thousand yard quarterback rusher, but incredible. he had a thousand, a thousand and ten touchdowns. And he he really he really sputtered down the stretch though. If I remember right, he was getting. Yeah, that's like what I'm saying. Like, are you gonna yeah. you got? You got Carry on Johnson going for four hundred and looking like hot garbage, and you got Ingram, who had a thousand yards and ten touchdowns. Yeah, actually, Mark Ingram had fifteen touchdowns combined last year. Mm. Like, well, you know, like we're really hard on him for a couple of games. <laughs> if only there were some example of a really, really good dying team. when they get old. No, a really, like, I just mean an example of a really, really good fucking team that was knocking on the door for a Super Bowl and they go out and draft a running back to pair with Mark Ingram in the backfield. And then he goes on and wins rookie of the year at an awesome price. If only there were some example of that happening, you know? Yeah. I feel like the quarterbacks in those two situations are a little different. <laughs> you know what I'm talking like, about. How many, Al yeah, Bacara, know, the, who won it at like I, 200 to one, who literally, yeah, I, I do believe a lot of the same I, stuff with Mark. Ingram I'm going to go on, on a limb. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Breeze did not rush for 1,300 yards the year before. That's though. true. That's fair. It true. is a different offense. But I, I, get what, I get what you're saying. <laughs> I knew where you were going with it right away. But no, I, I don't yeah. mind. If Dobbins at 25 or better, it's not terrible, but I still – I won't touch it because I still think he – I think it's great for him because Ingram's older, and I think it's a good split. Like, I think that's great for the team. I think it's good for – Ravens ticket holders, Ravens just as a offense to get the, I think he's better than anything else that was behind Ingram last year, but I think it's going to be enough of a split where he doesn't get there. 
I'm not like in love with DeAndre Swift, but if I can yeah. get a bigger number on him, I think his opportunities will be bigger. And then, yeah, like you said, with Hilaire, I'm throwing him out just based on the, the way the offense goes. And Taylor, kind of the same thing. I don't think they get there. And I don't know who that really leaves me. A.J. Dillon? I bet money on, <laughs> on that, no. that seems like a, a bad idea there. That is a bad idea. It's a very bad idea. Um, I mean, is there anybody waved further down the board? That, no. No, Zach no. Moss. Any, no, I think what what I've kind of come around on this too is basically Joe Burrow wins. there's not there's I don't think Joe Burrow's gonna win enough games to get consideration. And honestly, the offseason being what it is and how hard it's gonna be for him to integrate into the offense on the fly and kind of the weird uh, you know, just the weird <laughs> twenty twenty so far to this point. Uh, I don't think a, a rookie quarterback really can win it this year unless it's somebody like the Dak Prescott, Jalen Hurts example we gave earlier, where you have a guy coming in behind, uh, you know, an often injured uh, quarterback who could carry a good roster uh, to a playoff appearance and get get all the credit for that. So I think Hurts is worth betting at the best price. I'm, I'm willing to play it at 80. But there may be some hundreds out there. Um, I think, uh, I think Dobbins is worth playing 25 to one. I'm going to put that in my queue. Not very big. Um, and oh yeah, no, if I do a swift, it's going to be small. Yeah. And I think uh, realistically that the top to bottom here, we spent a lot of time talking about this, obviously. I really think this is one of those kind of years where this is decided by whoever gets an opportunity that is born out of some sort of injury. That's virtually impossible to predict. Sad. Sad to yeah. say someone someone has to fall for our for our future rookie of the year to rise. It's true. But uh this is I don't know, is this the kind of year with the weird training camps, weird, you know, the weird fitness routines that you're gonna see more injuries? I haven't really heard That's anyone talk a about great this. point. And anybody who follows uh what is it, ACL club? Um, yeah, NFL ACL yeah. club. Well, I mean that, that guy. It's kind yeah. of a, like it's a downer of a fucking follow, but he does a very good job of tracking it. And you can see, and anybody, it's common sense, but he has charts and shit. And it's very common to tear an ACL earlier in the season. Like it's just yeah, a preseason practice, training camp, rookie camp, whatever. Up until the first few weeks of the season, you're at a way higher risk. So does that extend further into the season now that camp might be, you know, contracted a little? Uh, it'll be interesting to see if it just turns into a shit show of bad injuries this year, which I don't want that. But at the same time, maybe that's something to have in the back of your mind uh, as you look at these, you know, not just this, but any of the in- any of the awards, any of the futures that are up every week, whether it's division winners, conference winners, stuff like that. You know, be be really ready to react. I guess this year, as maybe yeah. some star players get more 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 than usual get hurt this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing no, we can I, do. Sounds... I can't save those ACLs. It's it's going to happen regardless how I feel about it. I I don't want to see people get hurt, but I will bet the shit out of somebody else if someone goes down. You know what I forgot to ask you because I didn't even see him on here. Where is? Where's Cam Akers? Oh, he's at the top. Oh, never mind. Sorry. Never mind. He's like the nine to one. That was why we skipped him. 
price isn't good enough. Um, sorry. All right. Anyway. Yeah, uh, I loved deep, him. I wanted him to end up elsewhere, but. Yeah. Right. You know, the offensive line and the running scheme needs a hell of a lot of help there. Um, some of those pieces on the O-line. Uh, well, yeah, and the, and the, but, the number's hot garbage. Like, we can't. Yeah. Nine to one is ain't, ain't happening. Um, I okay. really wanted him in Miami. I, yeah, I would have loved that too. Then, ironically, Matt Breed ended up in Miami for a fifth round pick. Like that's why you don't draft a running back in the second round. Yeah, fair, Matt Breed yeah. for a fifth. <laughs> like at the, the, yeah, the at the same because I I, I want to say it was like late second round, somewhere in there. That maybe they ended up trading it, but my oh Miami had the fifty sixth pick. And I'm like, God, if you take like Acres or Dobbins there, that wouldn't be terrible. Ends up they both go five in the five picks before that, four picks before that. Yeah. So, such is life. Yeah. And Miami still had a nice draft, especially just based on volume. But yeah, that that number's a little rough for somebody going to that situation out there in the Rams. Yep. Yep. So, yep. Okay. So sum it up. So, what's what's your card look like then? Uh, I'm going to take a piece of uh, Jalen Hurts and I'm going to take a Dobbins piece of uh, Dobbins. Dobbins. Ah, I'm going to skip Claypool, um, but I'm going to, I'm monitoring camp reports out of, uh, out of uh, uh, Pittsburgh throughout the month of August uh, with a finger on the trigger for a Claypool looking like he emerges as a wide receiver too. Oh, shit. I might have to put a little on Swift. I'm going to shop it around a little bit. So far, Swift 22 and then yeah, Hurts. Hurts so good. That's a that's a nice injury look for eighty to one, maybe better. Yeah, he's a good player too. Um, all right, he's like exactly the kind of player that Jack Prescott is, to be honest with you. Which is why it's such a weird, uh, you know, such a weird corollary. Um, defensive rookie of the year. Should we bang, bang this out? <laughs> yeah, just if not Chase is... Young, who? Why and why is Chase Young plus four fifty? Shouldn't he be like even? I, I, what am I missing? Isn't he? He is not one of the best young pass rushing talents to ever take the field uh, in a defense that's pretty good, uh, and he's going to have um, plenty of opportunity uh, on pass rushing downs against some offensive lines that are just okay. Uh, and that's, that's where people, I think people get that, like, oh, the Redskins are such a mess. Uh, like, uh, yeah, he's still going to get a lot of reps. He's still very good. It's still a decent uh, defense. And, yeah, he's he's got the name. He's got yeah. the pedigree. He's a freaking animal. I probably will take some plus 450. So I think that shortens. Yeah, I do too. I could entirely see a couple of big games from like this, this like the Nick Bosa bet last year, like that, like keep it simple, stupid. Uh, I did not understand why Nick Bosa was, uh, he was like 71 ish last year. If I remember right, I don't hundred percent know why he wasn't the, uh, slam dunk leader in the market, especially because I guess, you know what? It was because the defense wasn't considered to be like a good defense heading into the season. Uh, and then they emerged as like the best defense in the league, kind of. And he got a lot of that credit. Um, otherwise, as you look back through kind of the years, who wins a lot of these awards? It's people who compile stats, a lot of linebackers. Um, and in order to win it as a defensive end, you better compile stats. Joey Bosa did it. Nick Bosa did it. Um, Sheldon Richardson. Yeah, you need, you need sacks or picks. Defensive. 
in SAG Suplex, right? And Chase Chase Young is the exact archetype for a guy who can get those. Um, if he fizzles, Especially if he sex. gets hurt, if he gets four sacks this year or something like that, then it probably goes to the likes of Patrick Queen, a guy who probably gets a million tackles on what's considered to be a really good defense. Does that sound right to you? Yeah, I don't mind that look. It was high. I couldn't believe like that teams didn't pick him and just let him drop <laughs> drop to a great team like that. Like that what a get for Baltimore again, I guess. Rich getting richer, but uh that's not a terrible look. What else? I mean, what else is there? I actually Chase, Chase Young sacked what was set at eight and a half, juiced to thirty to the over. He he's you know, they're willing to take money that he has nine sacks at least. I, if he gets to a, a dozen sacks, has some pass defended, maybe flat, a couple flash plays, a really big sack during a, a bigger game, you know, some stuff to because it's such a media driven thing on some of these awards yeah. as well. You know, if he gets some huge sack against a, a star quarterback in a big game that they lose by a bunch, like that's what you show because the Redskins yeah, just true. lost, you know, the Redskins just lost like 31 to six. Yeah. Well, we, you know, we can't just show, you know, we're going to show one good thing from that. They did. They had two I mean, great. You know, Chase, <laughs> yeah. yeah you, you show the chase young strip sack that they didn't even recover. You just cut away from that instead of the field. Yeah. Goal. So hopefully that's kind yeah. of the case is like, well, this is the, and no, I don't want to take away from the good young receiver there in uh, Washington, but I, I don't think the offense is going to make some crazy turnaround as it is. So, well, here, I think, so I think you, you, know, you, you this, get right? the media coverage like that. The Redskins are a dead nut under team this season. They have, they're not going score for score. These, they're not, they're not, you know, they're, these are not Redskins games are not going to be ending in the fifties. They are going to be ending in the forties or the thirties. And you probably will be talking about, wow, this defense is surprisingly good. I didn't know that this defense was so good. They have a lot of good young talent uh, on this roster. Um, you add Chase Young to the mix, he's going to have a productive season, I think. And I do think if the Redskins in any way, shape, or form exceed expectations, which is low, <laughs> right? If they win seven or eight games, if they're kind of on the playoff bubble at you know five and three or whatever, at some point, people are going to be like, wow, it's their defense is doing really great. And Chase Young has made such a difference, right? Like he'll get, end up getting the credit if he does anything, which I think corners this award for him. Yeah. It sucks to just bet chalk and you're like, oh, it's the lowest number on the board. But if you shop around, you can get a plus 450. You shouldn't complain about getting four and a half times your money on something. There's not a lot of bets you can make that are plus 450 that are plus EV in the NFL. And this is coming into the season. I can't see many of them at least. No, I mean, he gets 10 sacks. I think it's a, a coin toss at the end for him to probably win it. And somebody else, like, who's the next best edge rusher? Or even, you know, there's some defensive. That's you know, a trick question. Defensive tackles. That's a trick question. I don't think there is another edge rusher in this one. I mean, the next best guy, who's the guy? Uh, Clavon, Chasen, Chasen, uh, Spencer. Yeah, he's going to uh, end up on a, another bad team. Yeder Gross Matos on the Panthers, one of the probably will be considered the worst defense in the NFL this year. No. So, uh, you know, it's, there's just, 
there just are not a lot of good. Yeah, I mean, D- yeah, Derek Brown too. He can play all over, but again, it's going to be a, a bad defense. Yeah. Yep. We agree. Um, as far as guys like Isaiah Simmons and CJ Henderson, I'm willing to write them off just because it takes a really long time for um, secondary players to make the kind of impact that they can be considered for awards. It's really, really rare. If I did have to take a little bit of uh, more of a long shot, it might be a Spencer. Interesting. Um, What's the case for that? I I didn't even consider it really. And he'll get rotated in plenty. And uh, he's probably like fourth or fifth favorite on a lot of these. I have to look quick. I think he's right around 20 to one at bet online. Some of my other ones have timed out. Is the Bills defense actually good? Top five this year? Top 10. Top 10. It's very difficult to project defense, as you know. It's super hard. (laughs) But it won't be be a bad defense. I don't think we're looking at a a bad defense. So 20 20 to 1 for an edge rusher who I like. Hmm. I don't hate that. A little tickle. Maybe a little tickle. So that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. I, I don't I don't see a corner that you know, I made a case for the Lions, but I'm not I'm not taking anything there. No. No. Just too hard. Just too too random to get the the compile those stats. And if you're that good, if you're a Doral Doral Revis type of good, they stop playing at some point. <laughs> it's really hard to compile stats. Um, although a couple of cornerbacks on the list uh, on this list here, Marshawn Lattimore won it, and Marcus Peters won it. I think they had some spectacular interception returns uh, that fueled those campaigns. Though, when you say, yeah, dude, 2017, the Saints swept the Rookie of the Year awards. That was the that? one year where it's like, oh my god, did they have they broken the draft? Do they know what? <laughs> Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, but they hit on a couple. Like they, they got lucky and they hit. They hit really well. They hit really well that draft, though. Um, the uh, oh, I think Kansas. The Ravens are gonna. Like, the Ravens gonna. Sweep I'm looking the, at the baseball draft now. Oh. <laughs> the Ravens are gonna sweep it this year. Um, do you see? You remember who else they got in that? They got, they got your boy Ryan Ramchek. Yeah. 32 pick overall. What a draft. My goodness. Marcus Williams also honorable to mention, although his play dropped off significantly after his rookie year, in my opinion. Um, but that's because that's because Diggs broke him, uh, broke his mind. Um, like you could joke about that, but that has to keep you up at night. It has to. Uh, I'm doing this uh, fantasy mock redraft right now. Travis Kelsey is not you're taken, right? Take him. I don't he know. Hasn't, not he hasn't it. been, right? I don't see him anywhere. You're going to look foolish if he did. Do it. Do it. I, I, I just did a control F. I'm taking Travis Kelsey. All right. Good deal. Got nice. Him. When am I? I'm up pretty soon then. Yes. I like you eight, are coming picks. up pretty soon. This is riveting radio as we talk about this draft. That no one else <laughs> it. It'll be yeah. fun. It'll be fun if they actually do sim this out. Yeah. Hopefully that's fun. the case. <laughs> Okay, well, let's wrap this up. Uh, The uh, only defensive player I would consider backing at the current prices that I'm looking at is Chase Young with plus 450. Uh, Patrick Queen I would consider, but I would need a better price. And you're you're making a case for A.J. Spencer, 21? A small case. Small bet. All right. 
I'll listen to that. Okay, let's wrap it up. Best luck this weekend in the golf. Best luck in the NASCAR. Best luck in the... Uh, what else we got going? I guess that's it, huh? UFC? There's UFC. UFC. Oh, that's good. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, have fun. Fun weekend. And, uh, and, uh, horse racing, yes. I mean, if, if you still are doing that, there are more tracks opening. Um, my guy my guy is up there at Canterbury opening up. They're going to nice. have a small contingent of fans. I'm still not sure what exactly is going on with that. It said they're going to have 250 people in the stands at the most. And somebody was like, is that horse owners or like, is that actual just the first 250 people to get to the gate? So who who knows what's going on, but either way, it's fun to have uh, one of the local tracks up and running. That's cool, man. All right. Well, have a fun weekend and uh, we will talk again on Monday. All right. Sounds good to you.